they're building online businesses or whatever it is to come back to the community and actually teach the kids because they're on their phones 24-7 craving something else. Hey guys, if you're like me, you've always had a desire to do more. And deep inside, you've known there's a way and a possibility for you to achieve your dreams, the lifestyle, and achieve the freedom you've always wanted. Because we have what it takes to get things done and learn from others and get the mindset to achieve the dreams we've always wanted. Welcome to SB Warriors. Hey everybody, uh, Paul here and I'm here with Lanita Abuchabake and we're going to talk about coaching and you do some really cool stuff. Um, I originally met you uh, just through Instagram. So can you kind of tell us what you do? Uh, I'll do a disservice if, you, if I do it. Yeah, totally. So I'm a life coach for teenagers and generally I work with 15 to 16 year old teens in high school and I pretty much focus on mindset, self-awareness, um, a lot of lifestyle scheduling with young teens. Um, so I heavily focus on the well-being side of education and not so much the academics. But that's pretty much what I do. I do a lot of intensive coaching for teenagers and I work very closely with their families just to put in some custom plans in place for them. So you had been a teacher in the high school for about 10 years? Yeah, pretty much. I've been a, a PE high school teacher and absolutely loved the role but I felt like I was quite limited in a classroom setting or the education system in particular. And I naturally loved teaching about well-being, And that's kind of, yeah, that's how I started my career as a high school PE teacher. So, all right, so I'm gonna kind of, kind of ask you this. So well-being uh, could kind of mean a lot. Like what does it mean specifically to you and how does it relate to what you actually teach the kids you're working with? Yeah, totally. So I feel like when it comes to well-being, how well thriving in different dimensions of your health so emotional health financial health spiritual emotional etc and i find that in a school setting they're very much just all about the academics and curriculum which fair enough they have a place in society right. but when it comes to the well-being of an individual i really believe if that foundation's in place then you'll be able to thrive in different areas of your life so yeah, for me, well-being is just mainly how you thrive in different areas of life. So, but seeing how the people primarily 16 to 19 is your age demographic? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, so they'll probably be middle school or high school in America, but okay. yeah, about 15 to 17 years of age. Um, but I do work quite closely with a lot of younger kids as well when it comes to the teaching side of things. But predominantly, a lot of 15, 16 year olds are needing a lot of guidance when it comes to just the mindset and, you know, the empowerment side of things. So you you meet with these uh, both in group and individual sessions? Yeah, uh, so it depends on obviously the context and what I'm offering at that time. But a lot of them, it, it can be one on one coaching. And then if I'm delivering workshops, then that would be in a group setting. But I find a lot of um, where I personally thrive is the one to one coaching with the teenager. And then I can work very closely with their parents as well, which is really phenomenal because a lot of parents are craving that type of support as well. Interesting. And have you noticed a difference between the parental style and the impact it's having in the well-being of that child? Yeah, I find that a lot of parents, they do understand that they have to let go a little bit when it comes to the growth of their child. Um, they worry so much that they, they cling on too much and they don't really let the, let the child breathe. But at the same time, when they go through the coaching experience with me, 
their communication with their child in hand. But out here, it's, it's some people are spending like fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a year just mm -hmm. to get their kids to go to school. And I know a lot of times when they're in the high schools, like that's their whole focus. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't make economic sense because a lot of people aren't getting jobs. So how do you balance that whole thing? Because I've seen kids like, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing in school. I, I want to, you know, hurt myself. And you have this gamut of emotions, like I don't even know why I'm here. Mm. How do you battle that before a young child or a young man or woman even gets to that point where they're even in school? How do you how do you deal with that? And what do you tell them? Yeah, so I'm always open about the fact that you know the academic uh, journey isn't for everyone in terms of going to college or university. And I always make it clear that their grades are not a reflection of who they are. Like they don't define a person and I'm always really open about that especially coming from a teacher's perspective you know I went to university myself but I realized that it's not it's not the only platform that you can tap into and there are a lot of successful people that don't go to college and they, they don't do the traditional route of you know education etc so I just make it very clear to them that you know it doesn't define them and it's not the end of the world if they if they don't do well on a test paper. You know, there's a their mental health and well-being comes first. And I find that that's always a touchy subject to talk about with parents because some parents are heavily um, drawn towards the university route. But at the same time, there are a lot of kids that are thriving in different areas of their life and they're not really academic. You know, they're not really academically gifted, but that's completely okay and I make it now and kind of go to uni, buy a house, get married by this age, have kids. It was always that structured routine, yeah. but the kids now are a little bit more open with going for different things at such a young age. Are kids aware at that age? Yeah, they are. They're starting to become much more aware 15, thanks to social media, but it's also such a challenge for them because they're, they're growing, they're being taught by teachers that grew up in a completely different generation. And I personally, you know, had to unlearn a lot of things in my journey. So I found that my teaching practices changed completely when I was growing, growing more as a person. So the kids are dancing between the two, um, just like how we do as well. Okay. It's more open, but sometimes it's just a little bit hard in terms of the teachers that are guiding the kids and the parents as well. Um, they can clash between what they want for themselves and what their parents and teachers want for themselves too. So it's a bit tricky at times. Yeah, I could imagine you being put in a tough spot of like, hey, there are plumbers who are making $250,000 a year and they went to a vocational school. I'm not advocating one versus the other, but then I've seen people who are like, I just spent $300,000 and you know, I'm struggling to, to get a job that pays over 30 grand. Uh, and I don't know if that's a, a majority, like a big topic in your field. Open about, it. you know, the student loan crisis, because it's very much a thing here in Australia. A lot of people are just going to university because that's what's expected of them, or they think that's what's going to make them look credible, having a degree under their belt. But a lot of the time, very similar to America, you come out with a hefty fee for your university course. And a lot of the time you're not finding jobs, like even in traditional jobs with teaching, um, it's very hard to just come out with a job straight away. So I guess that really does affect the personal health side of things. And yeah. so I just really always like to make it very clear to the student yeah. and also to the families that there are options. Now you don't have to, you don't have to have your life sorted out at the age of 17 or 18, you know?
and we we don't like I know I'm very open about myself journey, yeah. my self discovery journey and adults don't have everything figured out so why are we pressuring pressuring the kids to have everything figured out by the time they finish high school I feel like that's really unfair and quite hypocritical us so that's what we love to push towards the adults as well hmm. that's pretty cool and have you um, seen a pattern of like certain uh, students whether it's guys versus girls or a certain age demographic that you want to touch mm. with? Totally. I find that they have this fear of missing out, which is quite normal. But at 15, 16, they're very easily distracted. And it is a form of a drug. Similarities between, you know, the anxiety in a home and then the anxiety in a young student as well. Um, And so I find when I'm coaching kids, I'm also coaching parents at the same time, which is such a blessing for me. I really enjoy that. Are they in the session with you? One on one, and then I'll have a completely different session just to inform the parent of what I've spoken about, what we've worked through. Oh wow! Um, but naturally, it, it is a form of coaching for the parents. That just happens quite naturally because I'm always informing them of what's happening with their kid. You got to do almost double the work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And um, I find that for me, that's where I'm thriving because I never, I never got that chance in a school setting. It was always about the grades and every time I met a parent, it was always about, you know, the grades that they received or what they were doing bad in the classroom. I really wanted to just celebrate the child more and get to know them on a whole deeper level than just the curriculum standards. So you, not only do you help the individual and in your coaching, but you also help coach coaches, correct? That's right. Yeah. So um from my experience obviously i've built my own youth business and i do a lot of coaching and speaking in schools i naturally had people approaching me and asking me how i was doing that because i completely uh i completely 10x my own classroom like i'm not limited to a school anymore um i speak on stages and i've built a business model based on my own lifestyle goals so i'm not I'm not burnt out like I was when I was teaching. Oh, wow. So a lot of people were quite curious of what I was doing and they they started to approach me about that um, side of the business. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to teach you what I really wanted in the beginning, what I wish I had when I first started. And now I offer coaching programs for leaders who actually want to coach teenagers and speak in high schools, etc. Okay. And so you basically have two lines of business. and. It- Anyone you enjoy a little bit more in the other, or is it kind of like you're just just happy to be in, in the both? Yeah, oh, they're, they're very much different. I, I love working with youth. It's very rewarding. You know, they, they have no filter at times. The stuff that they say, it's crazy. Um, I really love the, the, I love the one-on-one work with kids. Um, it, it's, it's different. Like there's pros and cons to both, obviously, but right, right. I find, I find that I've always wanted to fill the gaps in the education system and I always knew I can't do that on my own. And so the big vision for me is to, you know, help a lot of coaches who want to work with teenagers all over the world and help them build their own movements where they're located. So as a collective, we fill in those gaps when it comes to well-being or financial literacy, etc. Because that's what that's what's needed in today's society. So how do you improve both on the raw health and well-being? Some key things you should definitely be doing. Do you mind sharing any of those? Totally. I find that um, creating boundaries in their day-to-day lifestyle because they're always they're always following what an adult tells them to do, which is you know necessary. But when they do reach a high school age, 
they are lost because all they're doing is is listening to teachers mm. all day you know, every lesson or they're listening to their parents because they live in you know under their roof so i tell them to form some boundaries you know take 20 minutes or half an hour or one hour just for yourself they don't know where to start they don't know how to take time out for themselves for them social media or gaming is their relaxation time which yeah. is completely okay but i i really challenge them to start early on in their life where they're sitting down writing down their goals creating mm -hmm. vision boards for themselves you know really tapping into mm -hmm. what they really for themselves because they don't have enough adults telling them that you know they're not they're not questioning they're not being questioned enough because when they start thinking like you're i remember going to college a perfect story I, i asked my dad i'm like i went to a school and i thought I had a football team because i just wanted to come out to california and i assumed they did and i'm like hey do you want me to leave when i got there i was like they don't have a football team i'm like do you want me to go to another school or do you want me to stay here and i was like 50 50 down the road and i just whatever he said i was good with it how do you develop that in person this like that like how do you instill that in somebody yeah i give them i i, I give them a platform where they feel really safe to open up with me and i i and it's just through questioning and getting to know them and actually allowing them to just express themselves and then through that conversation i just i start to challenge them with those type of questions but in the beginning they're not just they're not used to having coaches or teachers who actually just want to know more about them what are their what are their gifts what are their talents what do they love doing you know um a lot of parents are really great at this but they need help with having an additional messenger that wants to deliver the same message that the parents are delivering in the home. Okay. So it's just a matter of having real conversations, natural conversations with them. Um and that's where it stems from, just having that safe space for them to open up. Have you written your book yet? Not yet. <laughs> I haven't. So that's definitely in the vision. I'd love to share my story and my intake on education, but um no not yet. <laughs> and do you feel like you fell into this role or are you kind of like did you intentionally go out and to do this? Yeah, I I think I always I think I've attracted it in my life. Like I've always had this this different vision for education, but I didn't I didn't like intentionally go out there and start it. It happened naturally. So what happened after university? I started teaching in schools and I loved it. Um but then I decided to go work on summer camps in America. Mm. And I lived on camps, worked with kids, and I started to learn the mental health and well-being of youth that side of the world. Um and I absolutely loved it. I fell into a mentoring role. I was leading a lot of teams on camps. Then I came back home to Australia and I started teaching in classrooms again. But then I learned very quickly there was a massive gap between what kids were learning in school and what they were actually applying in their in their everyday lives. And then I thought to myself, I'm not really satisfied. I'm not personally thriving as an educator by just delivering academics every day. in an outdated curriculum like mm -hmm. i felt like a quite a hypocrite to some extent because i was learning from different mentors i was traveling the world and then i'd come back into a classroom and then i'd have to conform myself and i thought i can't do this i'm i'm faking it it's not it's not coming from a place of authenticity right so that's where it started for me and then i tapped into local church youth groups uh sporting clubs you know i did a lot of work in my communities but they were all voluntary so I was like how can I form a career out of this without you know going broke and um that's when I started 
coaching privately one-on-one. I had parents asking me, you know, am I a counselor or am I a psychologist? And then from that, um, I started to learn off coaches, but none of them were teaching me how to work with kids. Mm. They weren't really telling me you could be a coach in the youth industry. So I just started to adapt everything I was learning from different business owners, different life coaches, etc. And then I just adapted it to teenagers. That's pretty cool. So how many times do you think you spoke for free? Uh, oh. <laughs> so many times, you know, um, I'm very thankful for the experience. And I, you know, obviously that's where I had to be at that point in my life. But the amount of hours I've put in for my youth work, the amount of families I've worked closely with, the amount of courses I've given out for free. Um, yeah, I can't even, I can't even count it on one hand. I've done so many things for free. Um, but that's why I guess I'm so open about monetizing this now for a lot of youth leaders out there. Yeah. Because they're in a position where I was a few years ago and I don't want them to shy away from the fact that they can make a living from this. Mm. And it's necessary so we can reach more people. We need money to build a business um, and to scale that. And then also we need to take care of our families too. We, we can't we can't serve from a point uh, a place of lack. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, you put in a lot of work. Like if this was years and you now have a platform that you teach and I think that's awesome because it, it helps uh, the learning curve and I remember Tony Robbins would say something like because I think there are a lot of people who are adults who have learned from their collegiate experience their life experience that can pass on a lot of wisdom but they don't um, and I'm probably guilty of this to some extent um, so I'll, I'll speak about myself and I know that he'll say like, hey, you if you want to go do these things, you should just be out there. That's something you want to do. You should be doing it. And I commend you because you did it. And, you know, it's like it's like you did it and look where you're at now. Thank you. Yeah, I, I find I, I always just wanted to give back to, you know, to my younger self. You know, I, I'm trying to be someone that I really wanted in my life when I was a teenager in terms of someone closer to my age. I was lucky to have a very supportive mother and she really empowered me at a young age um, but a lot of the time too kids are craving role models that are a little bit closer to their age than their parents and teachers i really want to support a lot of leaders out there that are learning entrepreneurship or they're learning financial literacy or they're you know they're building online businesses or whatever it is to come back to the community and actually teach the kids because they're on their phones 24 seven craving something else, Yeah, you know, and they have something that kids really need and they want to hear. And fortunately enough, a lot of parents are willing to support that too. So yeah, I just really want to put that out there for a lot of leaders who want to teach kids. So where would you tell them where to start first? Yeah, totally. Um, obviously I think figuring out what, what gives you the most energy, what's your passion in terms of what do you want to teach kids? And then tap into your local network. There is someone in your street that has a child that would love to have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with you as a as a leader. And you got to own the fact that you have a gift mm. and don't shy away from that. And put yourself in front of families and schools because they're they're willing they they love to hear your message. And we connect through stories. I say go all in and start telling people. Upload it on social media put it out there into the universe and it will happen and it will grow eventually. That's awesome. I really like that. Um, so if people are interested in you for coaching as like, I have a kid and I want my coach, you to be my coach or to at least started diving into your world. What's the best way people can get a hold of you? 
Wonderful. So my youth movement is called the Wellbeing Warrior Project. If you just go to wellbeingwarrior.com.au, it has, um, you know, a, a, basically all my programs up on there and then you can shoot through some messages um, on that platform. But I briefly like mentioned to you guys what I'm offering for teenagers, um, what's involved in the programs. And yeah, parents can just reach out to me through there. And for those adults who are like, hey, I also, uh, you know, I want to take this to the next level. I want to dive deeper and try to help make a difference in my community. For leaders who want to learn just in the beginning. Um, so they can find me, Lenita Abuchbeek, uh, on Facebook. And then they'll see on my platform, I have a free Facebook group community called the Youth Biz Leaders, B-I-Z Leaders. <laughs> and they can learn all the, the beginning stages of how to build your business and how to scale that, what it looks like, where to start, etc. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that community because I'm I'm just giving us a lot of free content for them to learn. Oh, that's awesome. You're not even charging for this group? No, it's online. It's free. Oh my goodness. Um, back and yeah, just give them some some really practical steps that they can implement straight away um, just to, so they can start, you know, executing on their vision. The, the hardest part is studying. So I just want to get them starting out. So after you've done a lot, um, but I don't think you're through. So what's next for you? Ah, this is a great question. I'd love to, um, I'd love to build, you know, conferences one day where kids can come and learn, you know, financial literacy, well-being, mindfulness, um, the kind of events that we go to as millennials. But I want to introduce the teenagers to that world mm. um, and, and and connect them with a lot of influencers that are actually doing tremendous work on social media and not just. Not just, you know, the bloggers that are uploading a lot of fake images and, mm. you know, where a lot of kids tend to sway towards um, the bloggers, the Lambos, etc. I want them to, I want to introduce them to really powerful influencers that are doing tremendous work, but in a conference platform so they can come in and yeah, just really grow as individuals. Yeah. It, and I think that's a huge thing is like how to, how to make a difference because social media is so powerful or the fact that you and I got a chance to meet and like, here we are talking. Um, there's that. And then there's other things which can, I think, deter you because we start getting that dopamine hit and we start getting addicted to it. And how do we know which one we're, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to get swayed down that path and like, oh my gosh, how many likes did I get? And like, uh, students, as they go down this road, if you can do anything, make sure to do. Ooh. Always, always stay true to yourself. Don't feel like you have to uh, change who you are to fit in with another group or, you know, change what you're uploading online so you can obviously look more impressive. Um, they're not meant to be in your life. And I find that it's really important to look towards mentors or, you know, communicate with your parents or someone that's really close to you just to kind of for accountability and support. But you don't need to change yourself for anyone. And if you are changing yourself for someone, then they, they should not be in your life. And that's something that's really powerful that I love to talk to kids about. I think that's awesome. And I've been saying lately, like when I started this, I was like, you know, if, and I was talking to a friend of mine, I'm like, hey, if you just help one person, is it worth it? And sometimes like we think we want like, oh, we want all these likes. And it's just like, well, you know, let's just bring it down a little bit. And I think yeah. you're totally doing that. So thank you for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. And I'm so I feel very blessed to have met you. And uh, hopefully this is the first stage and we can interact more down the road. Thank you so much, Paul. Thankful to be here. All right. Don't hang up, though.
Hey, SB Warriors. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you like today's show, we ask that you leave feedback review on iTunes so we can help grow the show to other business owners just like you. And if you're looking to get more tips and tricks and insights, feel free to join our Facebook group where we share information about how to grow your business in today's internet marketing world and help you gain more customers with insights from other business owners just like you. Thanks again, SB Warriors, and keep pushing.